wardrobe and keeping your wardrobe updated as we age because i'm just like you i have some t-shirts and clothing that's like like 10 15 years old my wife like one of her favorite articles of clothing is like a sweats from her high school pe i was like dude you know like i don't know i guess it's just comfort clothing like the shirt you have on right now it's like solid like if that if that shirt that shirt would be starting high school this year because it's 14 years old the one that you're wearing right now four more years it can legally fucking actually no enlist in the army enlist in the army i was gonna say smoke cigarettes but they changed that wait they changed yeah wow okay can't smoke a cigarette but you can go get fucking shot in the head somewhere i remember i when i turned 18 i bought a pack of cigarettes and then threw it away i was like i don't smoke it was just something i wanted to do you remember how much we would look forward to like drinking and stuff like oh i can't wait till i'm 21 and then that luster goes away quick no because then you can do it i feel like that's life though right you want something and you get it and you're like yeah it's here now do i really want this do i really want this and it's like no i wanted it because i couldn't have it and now i have it now it's like that's that's you know that's the thing that you know everybody kind of faces i remember when we were in school we're like oh man i can't wait till we graduate then you know we'll be done with school we'll have jobs we'll have money then you know then we'll be happy it's like you keep kind of going through these phases but you can't really like look at life like that right Mm -hmm. like oh when i get this then i'll be happy when i buy my dream car then i'll be happy when i buy my dream house then i'll be happy because then you get to that point and that happiness comes but it doesn't last and then you're just like damn like i thought i'd be happy but it's a mind state that's what people don't get right like have you ever met somebody who's just happy to be happy like, it doesn't even matter. They could have nothing, and they're just happy. You know, that's like an old, um, uh, it's like a, there Why was like a Buddhist saying. monk. Mm-hmm. And so his thing would, he would just sit around and say, oh, what happiness. And he would just be smiling and just be like, oh, what happiness. And then I think the adage goes that there was a king, you know, and he was always stressed and had so much going on or whatever, right? So he went to go see this Buddhist monk and he saw the Buddhist monk and the Buddhist monk had obviously, he had like, you know, there's a hierarchy, there's like the leader, you know, so he wasn't like the leader of the monks he was practicing under whoever was like the higher leader at that time and then when the king went to go see him everybody else like got up and paid their respect and this dude was just sitting there smiling going oh what happiness and the king felt disrespected he's like yo like i made time to come Who's out a here. smiley motherfucker? Fucker. <laughs> and he didn't even get up to address me, you know? And then the higher 
Buddha's, you know, the leader looked at the, you know, talk to him. He goes, no, don't. This guy used to be a king. You used to have so much wealth. You know, he used to have everything. But then it would stress him out. Just like the king presently was stressed. He goes, he left it all behind. And now he's just, he just sits in meditation all day and all he's chants over and over is, oh, what happiness. Like he's just, he's just smiling and happy. Because, you know, that's duality. And then the king kind of like was taking his shook and, you know, he got better. But I think the whole moral of that story was like he had everything, but it wasn't making him happy, you know. And now he's just happy to be there. Like you woke up today, right? And you're like a lot of people take that for granted. Yeah, right? man, big time. Mm-hmm. Waking up like. Not everybody woke up today. You know? Um, Wake up in your own bed. Mm-hmm. Have a roof over your head. Don't have to worry about how you're going to eat, what you're going to eat. It's there. It just comes, right? Everybody likes to talk about, like, the law of attraction. Manifestation. That's kind of like a big thing now. You know? Um, some people link it into religion. Some people just like the universe shall provide. And it does, I think. I think the universe provides. But you vibrate, I feel like, on a frequency. And if you're scared and you're just like, uh, bad things are going to happen. I feel like you attract that. You're like, Bad things are going to happen, and then, voila, bad things happen, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those, I'm like a squirt, like, you know, like, I'm an angsty little fucker, dude. Like, I'm, like, just sitting around, like, something's going to happen, something's going to happen, oh, I got to do this, or this is going to come up, something's going to come up. And when those things do come up, you know, I, 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 I get what you mean on that, yeah. Like, how do you change that, though? I think you change that by saying it shall pass. Whatever happens, happens, right? You'll get through it. If God got you to it, God will get you through it. Like That's a good thing. There's an old adage, another one. There was a man who um, one day, farmer, older farmer, he was in his farm and then a random horse came in and it was like a good horse, right? Like, you'd have to pay good money for this horse. This horse, <laughs> like, it was like the fucking Ferrari of so Like a stallion. Well, a Ferrari like a... is a horse, you jackass. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> Let me, you know, he comes into his farm, and now he has this fucking horse of horses in his farm. And everybody comes to go see this guy, and they're like, oh, what good luck. Oh, what good luck. You have... This fucking nice ass horse now, you know? And then he looks at everybody and he goes, We'll see. So then his son is training the horse, riding him. And then his son falls off the horse and breaks his luck, uh, breaks his ankle. You know? Okay. He breaks his ankle. And then everybody else once comes back. Oh, what bad luck. This horse brought. 
how terrible. You know, this horse was a fucking bad omen. Like, how terrible the situation is. Now your son has a broken ankle. And then he goes, we'll see. You know, we don't know. We'll see. Next thing you know, there's a war that breaks out in the country. So people are like being enlisted, drafted. So then at that time, they come to his house because of his sons of age to be a draftee. And they see he has a broken ankle. They don't enlist him. Once again, everybody shows up at his house, you know. And they're Who just the like, fuck are all these people <laughs> showing up all the time? But go on, go on. I'm like hanging on every word right now. And they're like, what, good luck? You know, your son had a broken ankle. He didn't need to go to war. And then he goes, we'll see. Oh, my God, where is this going now? No, the, keep going. No, this is where it ends. Oh, okay. But. That's the kind of fucking energy you have to have in life. When something happens, you can't say it's good or mm-hmm. it's bad. You just, it happened. Mm-hmm. You take it as what it is. Right? Uh, yeah, like, you know, when something good happens, you know, or when something bad happens, like, this shall pass. But yeah. then when something good happens, this then shall pass, pass too. Yeah. Damn, where do you get all these adages? Is, are you, like, reading books or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of the books you're reading right now? Uh, I read The 48 Laws of Power recently by Robert Greene. Great mm-hmm. book. Some people told me that was the book of the devil. I was like, Whoa. I was like, it's just a fucking book, doc. Like, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that serious. Because he, like, lays out honestly what The 48 Laws of Power, like, tell you is, you do 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 this. And that's the thing. We mark something as good or bad. Just like in the adage I just talked about. You know. But if you have to understand. Nothing is good or bad. It's just a thing. You know. We are the main people in our main. Our main. I think problem is. To me I'm the main character in my story. Correct. Mm-hmm. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah. To you, 100%. you're the main character. Everybody else is a fucking side character. Yeah, right? isn't that crazy? Doesn't right? that like blow your mind? Like when no, you're no. just driving down the freeway? Yeah. But that's not true though. Because in their head, whoever they are, the other person, like for you, you're the main character in your story. Mm. Right? And this is the thing. We as humankind, we think this is this has happened to me. Right? This is this is my, but everybody's the main character in their own story. So, how can you paint somebody as good or bad then, at that point? You know, yeah, it's a weird way to look at life, but I feel like that's how that's how it works out. We're so busy and so concerned with. There's another book I read called The Four Agreements. Dude, I have it right here. Mm-hmm. So I haven't read a page of it yet, though. I ordered this like two months ago. It's like, dude, like I don't read, man. I wish I did. And that's a thing that I want to make a conscious effort for where I actually read. Like I was reading the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And, I, you know, like a couple pages before I would go to bed. Like I felt like that was 
you know, that was nice. And then I just got away from it. And then I was reading The Alchemist when I went to Hawaii, uh, you know, on Another my vacation. Book. That book is awesome. And I left it there. Didn't finish God. it. <laughs> and this one's been laying here. I think the biggest... tell, me, tell me about this one. So the four agreements. There's four of them. And by God, I feel like they kind of summarize every, you know, everybody has. Everybody has their own spiritual path. I feel like people and people like really confuse spirituality with religion. Yeah. Cause that's, you know, what the first thing that people's mind goes to like, Oh, you're spiritual, you're religious, no, but that's no, that's not how that works. You could, cause then you're binding God to something, you know, I think, I think God isn't, it doesn't matter. God isn't Jewish and God isn't a Christian. God isn't a Sikh. God isn't a Hindu. Right, God isn't a Muslim. I mean, God a is Jehovah's God. Witness. No, God Mormon. is God. That's what you've got to understand. There's different ways to attain that path, right? But if you believe, you can. If you believe, there's something higher than us, right? There has to be. There's no way you're so self-centered, where you think everything just happens in perfect, fucking harmony, just for us to be here today, right? Mm-hmm. Just for us to exist and not just me and you. I mean, like, the world. There's certain, you know, like, they say if the earth was, like, one, like, so much closer to the sun, we would all burn up. Yeah. Everything, however, exists it's, in perfect It's just harmony. the fact that, yeah, there's, yeah, it's such a balance. Everything had to fall right into place for us to be where we are mm-hmm. right here today. And... Even that that just goes for you and I, like there's been humans and civilizations that have come around and been wiped out and restarted, you know, over so much time. And we just think where we are right now in this timeline, like, you know, it's like, oh, like, you know, this like we're the most advanced, but yada, yada, yada. But like the fact that everything is just the way it is and, you know, people are just caught up in like the day to day monotony of everything it's like when you stop to think about that it kind of blows your mind right right and it really does so what this book kind of encompasses was um there was once a man in this culture you know who one day just woke up and he was looking at the stars and he was like he got it he looked at him and he goes in order for the stars to exist, for there to be light, there has to be darkness, you know? And that light exists in everybody. And then he tried sharing that, like, people are like, this guy's so enlightened, he is God. And then he would say, but you're God too, you know? He There's this fog that is when you look in the mirror, and this fog is this illusion. And... In Indian culture, you know, you call it Maya. Maya stands for illusion. You can call it money, whatever. Da, 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 da. There's this, this, and that. You spent your whole life kind of eluded by things, chasing. But if had you just like taken a step back and be like, it's good. like. And so then they lay out these four agreements. First agreement is be impeccable with your word. Impeccable in Latin means without sin. So we cast spells when we speak is basically 
what that first agreement means. When you say something, and I think there's an expert in the book where he goes, if you tell somebody, like it's so strong, if I saw you and said, hey, you have like a mark on your face, it looks like cancer to me. Jesus. And then if somebody told you that, and in your mind's mind, you believed it, right? Within a year, he goes, you might get cancer because your mind works in that way. It's kind of like the placebo effect. Nobody really yeah. talks about the placebo effect as much, right? Mm. But if you give a certain person, say this is a cure, they kind of get cured from something that was nothing because they believed it was the cure, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what the first agreement, your word cast spells, you know? If you wake up and you're like, I'm miserable. What a terrible existence I live. I don't like this. The worst things in the world happen to me. Law of, manifest- uh, law of manifestation, law of attraction. You're going to attract these things. It's going to happen because that's what you believe. Nikola Tesla, uh, Tesla was something he believed in this, you know, and he believed it was a, f- it was a frequency. You vibrate to, a p- if you vibrate on love, if you vibrate on like good frequencies, right? It's like kind of channeling your fucking brain. It's kind of, think of your brain as like a radio transmitter, right? If no matter what happens, you're on a positive frequency. You're just thinking positive things. You attract positive things. That's like, it's been proven and said, you know? So that's the first agreement. Be impeccable with your word without sin. And that means you're vibrating on love, honesty, and truth. You're vibrating on saying good things, speaking them into existence. And your words have power. I think that's what people don't realize. Yeah, big time. Your words have power. Second agreement is don't take anything personally. And okay, that's going to be a tough one. That's that's a tough one. That, that we still imagine somebody just comes by and cusses you out, right? Yeah, th- that goes back to what you were saying earlier, where in everybody's mind, they're their own you know main character in their story. So everything that happens with us, all our experiences, we take it personally because we view it like from our own point. Mm-hmm. You know. Another story I'm gonna tell you about this Buddha story again. Um, our listeners like, are they going to talk about She-Hulk this week? No, we're, we're not. We're <laughs> not. We really aren't. So, you know, Buddha sitting there, and this guy comes, and he's just cussing him out. And he goes, "What do you think about yourself? This and that. I think of you as a terrible person. You're garbage. You're this. You're that." Buddha listens, and then he goes, what do you think of me? And then they said, no, I've heard this two separate times. Somebody said it was Buddha. Some people said it was just another monk who believed in Buddhism, mm-hmm. but whatever the case be. So he, he looks at the guy, and he goes, I think you're a honest person. You're a good person. You're the image of God. That, f- that mind And th- this you. man, like, Goes home and he's so proud. And he goes to his wife and he goes, I saw this monk, you know, and 
I cussed him out and said all this. And, you know, he's proud of himself. And he goes, and then he turned around. You know what he told me? He told me I was God. He told me I was an honest person. I was a good person. And my wife goes, you idiot. Don't you get it? You reflect who you are. That man thought of himself as that. So when he sees other people, that's what he sees. When he sees anybody, he sees a good person. He sees God. He sees an honest person. You told him this is what you saw when you saw him. That's who you are. You're a garbage person. <laughs> oh, no, honey. I told him to suck my dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. who... That's whatever you see in people is a reflection of who you are. That's a big fucking statement right there, dude. Because right? especially like how folks are now, like not even into your day to day life, but like just on social media and stuff like some of the shit that people say. So when you say something like that, kind of makes sense, you know, like somebody on there spewing hate, talking shit, doing this, this and that. When you kind of view it like that, it's like. It's not what this person's saying isn't going to affect me, you know? It's like, this is the type of person they are then. Or, yeah. or you know. That's who it is. What you see mm. in the world is who you are. If you see honesty, you see love, you see kindness, that's who you are. If you see anger, you see bitterness, you see you're just fucking miserable, you might need to look down. You might need to deep down and search and see where these... Yeah. Yeah, where's it coming, coming from? Where's it coming mm-hmm. from, bro? So that's the second agreement of the book, you know, since we're doing a book club now. Um, no, dude, this is this is awesome. Super. Yeah. Like, so you don't take anything personally. You never take it personally because you just let it go by. You, you got to mm-hmm. understand that it's never personal. This person... You know, whatever, whoever's wronging you, you've got to, like I said, we cast spells with our words, right? So if I'm walking by and some and somebody like looks at me and goes, Jess, you're stupid, you're ugly, you know? If I take it personally, I give in to this black magic of words. Mm-hmm. I believe it, and then I go home and I'm like, man, That's I'm stupid, feel, I'm mm-hmm. ugly. But if you don't take it personally, then... You smile, you go, you understand. Don't take it personally. This person's right off stupid and ugly. <laughs> Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. d- yeah. but don't even like, don't, you don't even need to think of that. You don't even need to vibe yeah. off of that. You just need to just be like, hey, no, affect me because mm-hmm. you don't take things personally. That's how it works. That's third number agreement. three. Mm-hmm. Third agreement. Or no, personal was the second one or the third? Second one was personal. Don't oh, take anything okay. personally. Mm-hmm. The third agreement is. Never make assumptions. You know, one somebody ever somebody told me it was an old uh, boss, and I told her I don't know what it was. It was a work related situation. I was like, well, I assumed, and she goes, when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me, because it's in the word ass and you and me. You know, and I was like, damn, like I was clever. This didn't solve the current situation <laughs> on hand, but fuck. <laughs> like, no, like, I will definitely use that yeah, on somebody the, else the, in the future. You know? But it's a, what that means is we've got to learn how to communicate effectively. Yeah. You know? 
if you want to know something, it goes back like it's in the Bible. Thou shall ask and thou shall receive, you know, work without fear. If you want to know something, you can, all you have to do is ask. You don't have to assume. And in the book, it says like, let's say you're walking down in the mall and you see somebody that you like. She smiles at you, you know, he or she. And in your head, you already start conjuring up all this stuff. Like, oh, she oh. smiled at me. She liked me. Like, fucking, you might even be planning a wedding. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. this person just could be a happy person that smiled at you. But you mm -hmm. see what you've done. You've set up. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out this person doesn't like you. And now you're like, this bitch. <laughs> like, exactly. You're just, exactly. Yeah. You're miserable, right? Because you, yeah, you, you took a little thing and you fucking spun it into something that it And really it didn't isn't. turn out the way you wanted it yeah. to turn out. Right? And then now, oh, the person's the bad guy. Yeah. And they didn't say shit to you. Mm -mm, they did not. So all these agreements fall into place. First, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make any assumptions. Mm -hmm. Like, don't. Just be clear. If you could communicate clearly. You're married, I'm married, you know? And then if, how many times has it been where, we can be honest, I've been, I, I'm being honest right now, mm -hmm. where your significant other is just like, well, you should have known. Yeah. You know? You should have known. Should have I, though? Or should she have? Have I, If I say that to her, yeah. should and, she? And, 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 and it's not just, you know, 100% one way or the other. It goes both ways, you know? It's... The, that 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 works both ways. I've been on both ends of that. Yeah, been on the receiving end, and also you know the no. one saying that as well. But communication, God gave mm -hmm. us a gift where we're able to verbalize, we're able to say stuff. Not everybody's able to do that. You know, your like goes back to first agreement. Your words cast spells, but your words also clarify what you say to other people. Like. You can have a clear fucking line of communicate. All you have to do is communicate. That's so that one of the most fucking important things in a marriage. And I think that's, you know, you you figure that out. Dude, that takes a long time to kind of, you know, it takes years. Mm -hmm. Like, that communication could be key. Like, it, it's really one of the biggest things, dude. Because, again, you know, you're so used to, you know, before you were married, before I was married, it was us main characters are all in our own, you know, stories, just doing as we please. And now, you know, we have a significant other and just what's going on with them, what you're going through. And man, communication really is such a big, big deal. You know, having an argument or, you know, or there's something that's upsetting, just sitting there and just talking about what's going on. And, you know, why this is happening and, you know, working on how to get through it and get past it versus, you know, like all that whole silent treatment and freezing people out, giving them the cold shoulder. That's all bullshit we did in high school because we didn't know how to, you know, but adults don't, you know, like to have a successful relationship. If there's something going on, you don't ignore the person. You got to communicate and communicate effectively and get through that. Yeah. It's a learning. It's, it's a learning. It is <laughs> definitely thing is it's better if you learn it sooner than later mm. and yeah we kind of talked about significant other. this works with anybody anywhere if it's your boss 
If it's some random, you can say yes or no, you know, communicate effectively. That way it won't hurt you. Whatever the situation is, don't make an assumption. If somebody's mm-hmm. offering you something, don't just assume it's for your benefit, you know? No, that's a big one. That's a big, like, that's a big one. If somebody is being this, okay, like, you know, the book says there's somebody who goes to a college class and before they attend the class, they meet somebody who had attended the class previously and they're like, the professor is a pervert, <laughs> you know? And then, so when they show up, that's in your mind already. You've yeah. made the assumption. So when the professor says something to this person, this person, like this person's a, this professor's a pervert. And then they start casting spells. They start telling mm-hmm. other people, yeah, this person. Now, then they fail this class. They could have failed it for their own thinking, you know, because they didn't study. Cause they, but they made this assumption due to something else somebody else said. And now they've already... It comes back to you're the hero of your own story. Like, it's all tied in. Don't make Mm. assumptions. Be clear. Because you just assumed somebody... Don't assume somebody has the best interest for you, but don't assume somebody has the worst interest for you. So that's a third agreement. So, so far we have... Be impeccable with your word. Mm -hmm. Don't take anything personally. And then don't don't make make assumptions. assumptions. The fourth agreement is do your best no matter what the situation is do your best now this one i would say is tricky because your best is gonna be different from time to time my best is different when i'm drunk my best (laughs) is different when i'm sober my best is different when i'm energized my best is different when i'm tired my best is different when i'm having a good day my best is different when I'm having a bad day. But ultimately, in all six of those situations, do your best. No matter if you're tired, no matter if you're sober, drunk, no matter if you're energized, no matter if you're not in it, do your best. That's all that matters. Because you know what your best is. Don't phone it in. So, you know, if an athlete, like, comes in, right, and that day, like, his best is he can give 70%, you know, on that day. It's better than him just giving up, right? Mm. And if on a certain day that athlete can give 100%, he gives his under 100%, like he shouldn't feel bad about the day before when he gave 70%, right? That's all of us. Don't feel bad. Just know that you should do your best. What's the best you can do that day? day-to-day basis day-to-day situation just do your best that's your fourth it's a monday i got a solid 80 percent in me yeah just do your just do your best like that you know sounds easier than done but you can do it and just know your best is going to vary so when you have a bad day and you your best is like 60 percent, that doesn't define who you are Mm -hmm. that just means you had a bad day and you did your best that day now, if you were to just look at that and be like, oh, this is, this was it. This is the, yeah, no. 60% gugging. That's all Man, I am. Exactly. And you can't, you got to understand you did your best. Right. Mm-hmm. So those are the four agreements of life. Wow. That, you should that was, you know, you would recommend that read. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, man. And I always, I always see, you know, the things that you're reading and stuff. Uh, it's, it's always really interesting. And I, I am going to actively do better to do that too. Cause it really is helpful, dude. Honestly, like if you read a couple pages before you go to bed, it's so much better than scrolling through your phone before you go to yep. bed. You know, you got to properly unwind and you know, this is shit that I say, but I fall into those pits, like mm -hmm. fucking laying there on my phone before I go to bed at night. When I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is check my phone. These are all very unhealthy kind of things right. that I, you know, want to kind of start breaking away from and controlling better. But hey, you know, that's part of growing up and it's part of like, you know, figuring things out. And, you know, this was different. I enjoyed it though. Uh, th th this was nice. Um, you know, um, the ever evolving show so um you know before we wrap up here to close out the day so you think jimmy garoppolo gave like a solid 50 percent, 60 percent be impeccable with your word don't take anything personal it's hard to be like critical it's, it's, now it's after so we're like hard. fucking vibrating on these po positive, positive frequencies but you know what a it was that was hard <laughs> watching you know i think what made it hard for me was he got off that field and he smiled and he mm. was so happy and he's like did you see Damn. that suit though yeah after in post game uh, looking good <sighs> you know. and you know i was originally gonna come on here and be all hyperbolic and stuff like how i've been seeing everybody be on social media but just after that conversation you know I'm kind of at a different phase right now and I think it's just it's just a crazy thing being a 49ers fan right now man. Um it, it really folks is. folks on I, I I just feel sad about how tore kind of like the fandom is. Um when it was, you know, Trey was starting, people were shouting at the rooftops, he's not ready, he looks bad even though like the kid played a game and a half. Mm -hmm. and oh now jimmy's back this is good for the team they're a better team you know and then you see and you know like it's like hey guys like there was a reason they did all these things where they went and wanted to kind of move into a different direction and all that stuff was happening and i know like you know when as time goes past like we romanticize things and like you 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 know you, you kind of just think about the good but mm -hmm. like the things me and you used to always talk about is like Jimmy's got like a few bad throws in him that he's gonna do in a game, and it comes out at the worst times, and he is kind of what he is, and we've honestly, you know, reached the ceiling. He's carried, you know, with this team, they've gone as far as they could with Jimmy, you know, to the Super Bowl, but you couldn't win it, and to in order to win a Super Bowl. You have to have a great defense. You have to have a great team. But you also need a quarterback that could make plays. It, they don't have to be like a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady. But there's going to come a moment in the year, in the game, when a play is going to have to be made. And, you know, we saw last night. We saw in the NFC Championship game. We saw in the Super there. Bowl. We saw in the Super Bowl. So, you know, we shall see. It's the old adage. But it's like... You, it's, it, I don't get it. I don't just, it's, it's been weird. Who do you think feels worse though? Broncos fans that paid 230 fucking $5 million to have a quarterback not like, I was watching um Eli Manning in the podcast, right? And Eli Manning goes, they should have paid the punter 235 Like Eli's just fucking 
<laughs> the Manning cast is good, though, the right? The Manning cast is so good. Like, just yeah. catching strays from fucking Eli Manning. Can you imagine mm. that? Like, my boy got paid 235 just to not score 10 points. Like, 11 points. Yeah, he did enough yeah. to win three games and in. It's it's like, you know, the things come in now. It's like, you know, last week Jimmy was like, oh, it's like riding a bike. And then after this game, it's like, oh, I'm not trying to make any excuses, but I wasn't didn't practice with yeah, them you're trying to make um, we're rusty then. you know and folks online are like my thing is they, the tore, playbook, they tore blah, blah, the young blah. man that was going to take mm-hmm. the team over apart and they're like whoa you know he'd da 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 a, a good leader has to have the qualities we just talked about for like the last 40 minutes you know like we you have to ask yourself is this person is our leader impeccable with his word is he not taking anything personally is he you know, um, not me. but Kyle Shanahan has kind of like it, it's been lately. I just feel like it starts with leadership, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, Well, you know, he went to the playoffs, he went to the Super Bowl, and okay, but what is there to show for it? Like, I just feel like there's a chip on your fucking shoulder that shouldn't be there because you ain't done shit. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, well. But then you walk around with this like arrogance and swagger mm-hmm. of of what? You know. It's like, buddy, you know, the the pieces are there. And it's just like, you know, and I think I th- I think it goes to what you said. It was unfair how people were mm-hmm. reacting with Trey. Like, it really is sad. It's unfair. And you know, when these guys in the front office and, you know, Kyle, they act like they're the smartest people in the room. But they've handled this very poorly now, more time that goes mm-hmm. by, you know. And, you know, it just sucks. It just sucks. Um, but who knows? Let's see. Again, I wanted to come on in here and be a little bit more critical. But after that, like, enlightening conversation, it's trying to put out positive energies, man. It'd be yeah, pretty yeah. hypocritical. <laughs> it would be. It would be. But, you know, don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Like this is who Jimmy G is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take it. Per- and I think he's he he doesn't take anything personally. Oh, he's yeah. like yeah. yeah. Smiles, waves, and you know, sleeps with some porn stars when the game's over. That's <laughs> just what Jimmy G does. But <laughs> doesn't take pictures of, with me outside of a Starbucks and Terrible. Palo Alto. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. See you, um, see, you see how hard it is to work with those four agreements. But if you figure out a way to master them, mm-hmm. if you figure out a way to master them, I feel calmer. Yeah, you just you, know, you kind of you got to figure out a way to just. And every day, it's gonna be a struggle. It's gonna be hard to be impeccable with your word. It's gonna be hard not to take anything personally. It's gonna be hard not to make assumptions, and it's gonna be hard to do your best. But knowing that you're trying. And you're tying all four of these things in. That's the biggest key, I feel like. I think one thing that you said is, you know, with 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 social media now, with all the pressures that people have on their, you know, daily lives, like people look onto social media and see people saying like, I wake up at 5 a.m., I go for a run, I work out, I meditate, I jump in the ocean, then I come home, and then I get my kids ready for school, then they go to school, and then I do this, this, and that, and then I have, you know, then I go forward the rest of my day. Then, like, a person like me is like, I wake up at 8 o'clock, turn off my alarm clock, and 
Or I wake up at like 7.30 and I turn off my alarm clock and I kind of just lay there for 40 minutes and then like slowly crawl out of bed. Then that makes me feel like a loser, you know? But when you say like, it's okay. Some days it's going to be like a 60%, but just do your best. That kind of takes the pressure that people kind of get, that gets put on people, you know? Because people are like, oh man, I, I, I you could go out and do so much. And, you know, you see that, oh, my God, all these other people are doing it. And then you just look at yourself as you're not accomplishing anything. You're you see other people succeeding and you're like, well, I, I don't have any of those things. So that means I'm not doing well. But you could be you know, you're, you could be doing very well for wh- who, where you are, yeah. you know, because it's it's that's a saying. And it's so true. Comparison is the thief of joy, you know, and social media has made this. Just like this unrelenting fucking competition. But the day you stop racing, right? I think Bob Marley said that. The day you stop racing is the day you win the race. The day you just sit back and you're like, hey, I control what I can control. And that's it. And then your mind's happy. You're happy. Yeah. And that's where we started off with how can you be happy? And, you know, I, I think, you know, just you read a lot of good stuff. You shared a lot of good stuff. And, you know, that kind of if you if you listen to the show, dude, like hopefully you take a little bit away from that, because I just after this conversation, I feel, you know, calmer and happier. And, you know, sometimes it's just like, how do you be happy? And, you know, I think you laid out some good things in there that, you know, it's kind of like a little recipe on, you know, uh things you could kind of do to set yourself up because you know you got to set yourself up for success oh, yeah. uh, when it comes to anything in life let uh, you know especially when it comes to happiness before we wrap up the show here tonight i know you don't watch house of dragons so you could just sit there and look pretty All right. and uh, i just want to talk about house of dragons right. uh it's the biggest show in the world right now it is appointment viewing it is the only show that I wait until it drops and I watch it that night. Um, Sundays is, you know, for me, Sundays are football during the day. And then I know I get to cap it off with House of Dragons at the end of the night. And that's like a perfect Sunday for me. And um, this week's episode, episode six, The Princess and the Queen, was a big pivotal fucking, you know, it was a big pivotal moment in the in this first season because there was a 10-year time jump from episode five to episode six. So imagine this, the series that started out in the first five episodes, the main characters that you follow, especially the two biggest main characters, they get recasted and now they're adult versions now. And I was, you know, I was, I was kind of nervous about this because I, I did grow attached to uh, Milia, Milia Cock. I hope that's how you pronounce her name. <laughs> <laughs> But you know the the, the younger actresses, uh, you know the younger actors that played uh, Princess uh, Rhaenyra and Alicent Hightower, uh, Emily Carey. Uh, you know, and then you know that they're not going to be a part of the show anymore moving forward. Now we have uh, Emma D'Arcy playing Rhaenyra and Olivia Cook playing Alicent Hightower. But I'm happy to say that you know it was okay. Um, it, it it was okay, um, especially for Rhaenyra's character. You know, the performance was so good, uh, you know, that it really does feel like the same person. But like, you know, the character, it stayed the same, but now they're older. And, you know, with um, with Allison, you see that, you know, 
this character is different from where we left off with the character 10 years ago, which in the last episode, they kind of hinted on the change that was going to be happening with her. And you see that over the 10 years, the change has happened. And now she is kind of like a different person um, as far as her character goes. Um, the only character, you know, out of the, the, the changes that they made from the child, you know, like the younger characters to the adult versions was Lainor. Um, he just kind of feels like a completely different person. I know it's a different, you know, actor playing him, but like just overall his character, he just seems a lot more goofier and, um, different now. Um, but you know, the, the story, uh, the, the character arc that we follow with Damon and Lena, uh, during this episode, it was, it was tragic, man. And I was watching a clip of like the producers talking about it in like the after show that they wanted to feel like their little, you know, their character arc throughout the episode feel like kind of like a short movie. And it really does. Um, and, um, you know, again, this, this episode, funny enough, it felt like a pilot. It felt like the pilot again, just cause we're setting things up that are going to be different now moving forward. And, you know, to have that in the middle of a season, I, it's not something that I could remember that, you know, out of any of the shows that I've seen that that's been done were out of the first five episodes, you know, the main characters you have, especially the two main ones, they get recasted because there's such a big time jump. And, you know, we kind of pick it up from there. But man, this show is, it's awesome, man. Uh, it really is appointment viewing. I can't wait, uh, you know, for it to come out on every Sunday. I know there's, I think there's 10 episodes this season. So, um, it just feels nice to have Game of Thrones back, man. It, it, it's dope. Um, so yeah, uh, that will do it for this week's show. Um, I enjoyed this one, man. I really did. Thank you. I did too. Yeah. I hope people do as well. Um, mm. I think there's this like thing of why we do this, you know, there's this, look at these guys, you know, what are they trying to achieve when they do this? And it's kind of like, we are having fun. Have fun, man. Have fun with your life. Whatever it is. You know, I'm, we're not in a, the day you win the race is the day you stop racing. You know, that, that really, this is something that we do that we like. We like talking about stuff, whatever the stuff is. And as it goes on, the show's been crazy. This show has, like, evolved from, like, one thing to another. Like, we were at Comic-Con at one point, mm-hmm. like, doing this show. 2015. 2015. Yeah. We, we talk about movies. We talk about shows. We've talked about sports. We've talked about music. But at the end of the day, the biggest, most important thing about the show is we talk about what makes us happy. So... Do what makes you happy, you know? And if it makes you happy listening to us, we appreciate it. Share it with somebody. Maybe that'll make them happy. And that's the biggest thing you can do in this life. Is just make somebody happy, make them smile, you know? It's and be happy. And be happy. You know? Yeah. Hope, uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting. Um, you know, I mentioned in the past episode, the little hiatus that we took, um, we're off of that now. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be back at it and it's going to be a different show. Um, it's going to be a good show. Um, you know, we talk about things that we want to kind of talk about and, uh, we will, 
uh, you know, thank you for listening. We will catch up with you guys next week. Uh, until then, this is Jess and Guggen signing off. Bye-bye.